Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Today is titled, Love is Heard. Last week, love was felt. Love is felt. And we always want to be people that don't just talk it, but we connect, we walk it. But we also want to be people that say something to hear. Like, did you hear the news? Did you hear about? There's a proverb that says, an open rebuke is better than hidden love. To not tell someone you love them. Enough to tell them when it's tough, but also to tell them when it's amazing. So did you hear the news? And I don't know what type of news gets you excited. For me, it's, man, did you know Christopher Nolan's working on a new movie right now that he's pitching to a few people? When I hear news like that, I get excited. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch that movie, you know? And I don't know if you heard the news, but uh, one of our family members, Ashley, uh, you know, Crystal's sister basically in the Lord and and just become that way, and the kid's aunt and uh, faithful dream team member here. But I don't know if you heard the news, but you got to see this news. The winner, Ashley, Ashley Brzezinski. I can hear you. Okay, so yeah, I just won $25,000 in a Tesla. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you have to tell the twins, they can ride in a Tesla. I'm shaking. Yes, there's a lot of attention right now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I know, it's so, I can't even believe it right now. It doesn't feel real right now, for sure. <laughs> A lot right now. A lot of them. A lot. Yes. So I'll send you a picture a little bit later and I'll call you. Okay. Love you. Bye. So I get a text. I'm in a meeting. Ashley won a Tesla and 25 Gs. I was like, oh, that's amazing. It makes sense. You know, like. Uh, God just has these moments when he'll show up and show off in unique ways. And I know her story. She's been faithful in the marketplace and really feeling like the Lord has continued to put her there. And she wanted to pay off debt. And she's looking to get a home in the city. And those dollars will be able to use that. She's generous. She'll, she'll be able to give big. She'll be able to live big in, uh, in, in down payment towards the home. And they gave her the option to say, do you want the Tesla or do you just want cash? You got to wait a few months for the uh, Tesla. So she just chose the cash option. And, but, but it was very interesting. And I asked her if I could share this story, but it was very interesting because the news spread so fast. Everybody was like, oh, dude, she won a Tesla, whoa, you know, it was like text, 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 share, share, online, this, that, you know, they're sharing it on the TV screen. But, but, but friend, I, I, I've got to challenge us just, just, just a hair today, well, hopefully a lot, but do we share the love of Jesus in the same way, way greater than a Tesla being one? We can celebrate that, but do you know what Christ has done? I mean, look at John 19. This is the finished work of Jesus. After this, when Jesus knew that everything was now finished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I'm thirsty. And this is while he's hanging on the cross. A jar full of sour wine was sitting there, so they fixed a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it up to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is 
finished. Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Now, if I was a journalist, broadcaster sharing news, then I would be reporting the stories that take place. And as believers, though, we in some way are reporting and sharing and letting people hear what already has took place. And what took place is, hey, I can't pay my way. I can't get access anymore. I can't get back to God. So he had to come to me. I can't get back home. My sin has separated me. But God wants to restore me. He wants to make me back with him. And the only way he could buy me back, because the wages of my sin, the wages of your sin is death. And no one can get back in with sin. So therefore, we needed a payment, and that payment had to be perfect, and it had to be permanent. Introduce Jesus. The phrase in in Greek, um, you know, tetelestai, it is finished. Like, it's over. I read this every day, tetelestai. I read this every day because I have to remind myself that that I'm not adding to the finished work of Christ. It's done. He won. So if I was putting the headline out there today, it would maybe look like this. Love is heard. Jesus' love won, and we can come back home. What a, what a statement that the whole world would get to hear. Jesus' love won, and we can come back home. If you've been following the story in the Middle East some with uh, uh, American citizens, you know, trapped in Afghanistan and not being able to get out of the borders as the Taliban regime has taken over there. And, and then uh, to feel that feeling that knowing you're a citizen of another nation and you want to get back home, but you don't have the rights to get back because now you're under a different rule. You and me, under the rule of sin, under darkness, under the shame and all of the mistakes that happen from all the way back in the garden, Eve and Adam has trickled down and allowed us the uh, uh, permanent stopping of access to get back with God. And then in steps Jesus that we can exit our sin and we can enter in and come back home. That's the kind of message we got to tell somebody. Love them enough to tell them. Jesus loves you and you can come back home. Oh, no way. No, he made you. He loves you. You can come back home. Whether today you're on the outside and wondering, man, I I didn't even know I could come home or I didn't even know there was a home. Or if you've been in the home for a long time, may we be so excited in a way that we would want the text to go viral, viral. There's a drop-down menu in our article doing some journalism still. Maybe we would find ourselves in Romans 10. 13 through 17 out of the message, it says, Scripture reassures us, no one who trusts God like this, heart and soul, will never regret it. So what Jesus did on the cross, that finished work, that he destroyed all of the lowercase g's, all of the principalities, all of the so-called rulers in the cosmos that come against all of darkness that it has been bought back the kingdom has come jesus christ has opened and given access the kingdom is now on the move we are the temple on the go the holy spirit resides that we would witness we would testify we would tell somebody we would tell somebody 
We tell them what? That no one who trusts God like this, heart and soul, will ever regret it. It's exactly the same, no matter what a person's religious background may be. The same God for all of us, acting the same incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out for help. Everyone who calls, help God, gets help. Do you know what it's like to call someone for help and they're not there? I think we all know that feeling. But every time you call for help from God, he's there. But a lot of times we want him to alleviate the pain or to change the situation instead of realizing we have someone to hold us in the midst of it who understands we have a high priest that can empathize and sympathize with our weaknesses because he went to the cross. He and endured the punishment that we deserved. He displayed that his love is action for us. So when we hear it, hopefully we'll heed to it and then we'll act. And it continues, it says, but how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? Maybe you've never seen yourself as a preacher, but you are. The pulpit isn't the only place God wants to preach. The pulpit is in all of your spheres, anywhere you go. Now, there's no condemnation or shame if you don't know how or if you've missed a moment. But there is an invitation that we get this high honor to share this message that somebody could hear it. But how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? That's why scripture exclaims, a sight to take away, to take breath away. Grand processions of people telling all the th good things of God. So how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel, the good news of Jesus. But not everyone is ready for this ready to see, see the acts of God. Like love the city is a tangible way. People to see, wow, people care. But then to hear, oh, I see what they're doing, but what are they saying? They're saying, you are loved, belong, and have purpose. All right, what kind of love? Whose love? God's love. Which God? Jesus and act as you see fit. Isaiah asked what we all ask at one time or another. Does anyone care, God? <laughs> is anyone listening and believing a word of it? The point is, before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. That's why Tenet, film by Christopher Nolan, I love to talk about. But really, it's not Christ's word's if that's all that I talk about, it's empty. If all we talk about is somebody winning a Tesla or just kind of coping throughout our day, it, it truly is empty. But when Christ's words are preached, oh, there's life. There's life. There's life. So if you were like, okay, I'm in the article, Jesus finished. I, I'm understanding this love is heard and Jesus' love won and I can come back home. I'm intrigued. Let's, that's the, what's the hyperlink lead me to? 
Well, there would be three points I would say that this hyperlink would lead us to. The first one would be in Jesus. You can't be home if you're not in Jesus. There's no other name to which mankind can be saved. That can seem so harsh, except that it's perfect love displayed for me and you. That even on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. They don't even know what they're doing. That I am the way, the truth, and the life. And anyone who comes to me, he will know. Wise, cast them out. He will bring them close to be in Jesus. Because the bad news was, is very dark. It really is. That every one of us, there's this level of condemnation and shame that we all feel, especially when we make mistakes. And why do we even care if we, uh, you know, do something wrong? It's because God put his law, it's written on our hearts. We have a conscience and we, we know this moral code, so to speak. It's, uh, there, we see the effects of good and evil, love, hate, and we, we watch and we see this everywhere. And that's where that calculator comes in of, man, I, I feel like it's adding up. So much of my sins are adding up. And we get overwhelmed in those chains carry us and hold us down and, and then we're like, okay, man, well, how do I do something right to get back? This is where it gets really tough. Or I'm not as bad as them. And people that have followed Jesus for a really long time, there's a level of shame once we continue to make mistakes and we try to break through. Or if someone was in Jesus before, but I, I don't think he can lose any of those that are his, but, but if they were like in it and then they're out of it, they feel, and then they're talking about it, a lot of times they're talking about their own works of how they get back. And, and I, I want to encourage us to say this, your sin's not that sweet. Your shame it, is never greater than God's grace. Your mistakes can never override the grace of Jesus Christ, ever. So don't think your sin's that sweet. You're nothing that special. Oh, God couldn't take me. Okay, sweet. Like, I didn't know you were worse than the Apostle Paul who was Saul out there killing Christians. I didn't know you were worse than Peter who denied Jesus three times right there as one of his right-hand people with him in the 12, one of his favorite three, and he's not even with them at the cross because he's just saying, I'm not a part of that. And he gets restored. Because the kingdom's grace and mercy is so scandalous, it's so beautiful, because the bad news is none of us can make ourselves right with God. We're all dead in sin, apart from Jesus Christ making us brand new. So to be in Jesus, that's why the good news is so powerful, because when you're in Jesus, you are brand new. Come on, somebody. We are brand new. Brand new. And you might think, well, that's why preaching, you know, going out there and sharing the message of Jesus, Jesus loves you, and he's the only way. And that, you might stumble and fumble there, but that's a seed planted that somebody else will water, but ultimately God has to make it grow. And there's this passage that is, uh, I don't want to say haunted me, but it's one I've wrestled with and I'm still wrestling with. It's out of Luke chapter 16. Verse 19 says, there was this rich man who would dress up in purple and fine linen, feasting lavishly every day. But a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, was lying at his gate. He longed to be filled with what fell from the rich man's table, but instead the dogs would come and lick his sores. One day the poor man died 
and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he looked up and saw Abraham a long way off with Lazarus at his side. Father Abraham, he called out, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this flame. Son, Abraham said, remember that during your life you received good things just as Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here. While you are in agony, besides all this, a great chasm has been fixed between us and you so that those who want to pass over from here to you cannot. Neither can those from there cross over to us. Father, he said, then I beg to you to send him to my father's house because I have five brothers to warn them so that they won't stop, won't also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Verse 31, but he told them, if they don't listen to Moses and all the prophets, they will not be persuaded if someone rises from the dead. Wait, what? If we saw the risen king of Jesus, you would think everyone would just follow him. But yet the hardness and deception of our hearts are so led astray that we need a miracle to take place for God to give us eyes to see. I once was blind, but now I see. I was lost, but now I'm found to testify to that. But many prophets came and they told that one day the Messiah would come. And the natural thing would be, well, if they saw Jesus, maybe they would listen. Hmm. And this passage is telling us that if they didn't listen to them then, they're probably not gonna listen to us now, even if he was here, if somebody rose from the dead. This is a great mystery. I don't begin to even fully unpack it. And if someone can, can say they have all the answers, I would just say, yellow light, yellow light, you know, if you're driving on that road. Let, let me tell you exactly what this passage means. This is a tough one. But there seems to be a mystery that, that, that listening, uh, hearing this, they're responsible, but who they heard it from, that there's a continuation that God will do it outside of even my lifetime. The messages started way before me, even before Jesus, that they were prophesying that Jesus will come. Jesus has come and that he is alive. It is finished. Everyone in Christ can come back home and that one day Christ will return. There's this clip in White Man Can't Jump. I don't recommend watching it. I watched it before Christ. It's an R-rated. It's got some parts that you definitely want to gloss over. But being a white man who wanted to make it to the NBA, I was one of my movies, White Man Can't Jump. And I, I recognize this because my vertical was like 21 inches, right? And I, I barely hit net. And um, okay, I had the one time I hit the little thing that holds the net in place, the little rim. So one time, it was junior year against Oak Miss. The place was packed. It was uh, varsity basketball. It was, you know, adrenaline was through the roof. And I was like, man, let me see if I can touch rim. I touched the 
the little thing that holds the net. I've barely grazed it. And that was the highlight of my vertical. And um, it, 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 since then, it's just stayed below um, what I even think is worth noting. But with that is White Man Can't Jump in the movie. There's this scene where you got Woody Harrelson driving in the front. You got Rosie Perez in shotgun. And then you got Wesley Snipes in the back. And Woody Harrelson puts in the, the Jimi Hendrix. And he's like, man, I'm going to listen to Jimmy. And Wesley Snipes is in the back going, you can't hear Jimmy. He's like, I listen to Jimmy all the time. He goes, no, you can't hear Jimmy. He goes, why can't I hear Jimmy? He goes, you're white. <laughs> you can't hear Jimmy. You'll never be able to hear Jimmy. And Rosie Perez is in shotgun. She goes, Jimmy's drummer was white. So he can listen too. And he's like, he can't, he can listen, but he can't hear him. <laughs> People have listened to the message of God. But are they hearing who Jesus is? Who, are we hearing who Jesus is? <laughs> and number two, so not only do we have to be in Jesus, but Christ wants us to be with him, be with Jesus all the time. Abide in him. Be with him. Be with him. He wants to spend time with us all the time. Where? Everywhere everywhere. To pray without ceasing, in my context, I would say uh, it's just having your, all of your thoughts open with God, and letting him in every conversation. And, and then you move from listening to hearing. You start to hear the voice of God. Get familiar with it, the whispers and the people. And, and then lastly, this hyperlink journalism article would lead us to I would think. Number three, be like Jesus. Because you recognize what Jesus gave you access to, that you can enter the throne room of heaven, the God of the universe, and you can come boldly because of Christ's blood that covers us. And there's nothing that separates us so we can run right up to our heavenly father. And then we can spend time with our heavenly father. Oh, our heavenly father's got way more than Tesla's. He's got the treasures of the universe. He's got the finest of possessions, but that pales into comparison from just spending time. Amen? Time. And then as we spend time, we get to be like him, and we would want to then go do what he does. It's natural. But a lot of times we think, I have to do something to earn it. Friend, it is grace. It is grace. Check the response of the twins out in this short clip when they heard Ashley won the Tesla. He first, first, you know, just say he was like, oh, 
my gosh. Ashley won a lot of money. And then I said, this is... Ashley can buy the whole world with that much money. She could buy the whole world with that much money. And you could take everybody in. We're so happy for you. You should buy Target. Nobody so better than anybody, Freedom Minute. Everybody. Everything for. You everything deserve it, free, Ashley Brzezinski. Everything The giver you the are, money, the person you do you want, to make everybody anything. feel good. Bye. Dominate. Hey. You notice a few things that because of their relationship with Ashley, that they're willing to just share with, with no reservation. They're like, you're going to take me on a date in the Tesla. Because they've, wa they've wanted to, they, wa they love, they talked to Ashley about Teslas. That's why this, this story is, you know, uniquely prophetic. That they'll be like, oh, there's a Tesla. Every car that's fast is a Tesla. Doesn't even know what a Tesla is. But then, then saying, hey, you're going to take me on a date. Not in your old car, but your new car, a Tesla. And you're going to buy a mansion. You're going to buy a mansion with that much money. And then even the, in the back, just sell pipes in our daughter and says, hey, why don't you buy Target? <laughs> You know what's been bought already? Something that is priceless. You can't even put, you can't, you literally can't buy it. Eternal life you can't buy. Even mortal life. I've been humbled by the story of Steve Jobs in many ways, but you know, being somebody who was close to a trillionaire couldn't preserve what is inevitable for all of us. We all will die. We all will be face to face before God. And we will either trust in our own works and what we've done in that moment, or we will trust in the finished work of Christ and we'll say, hey, no, 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 Jesus. I cried out to God for help. I trusted you and I trusted who you sent, your son, that the payment was permanent and I get in because of Jesus. And then once we're in, it's where we like him. You know, there will be rewards and crowns. I, I don't know how all that plays out, but, but I know one thing, that the good news can call anyone from any race, any gender, any income bracket, and they can come back home and they can be face-to-face -face with their God, their God who created them, their God. So at home, in the room, come home. Come home. Get to the door and just say, Jesus, come in. And today, may we remember that we carry this message that the whole world needs to hear. Because they've listened, but they haven't heard it. It's up to us, not in pressure, but more like passion, to be in tune to say, God, who do you want me to share this with? And I'll share it, because I'll testify what you've done in my life. That's why when we sing this, it's glory, glory, right? To you, God, be the glory. You, you bought it, your finished work. Glory, glory, I'll testify. Father, I thank you for everyone in this room. I thank you for the opportunity that we have to gather in you, to be with you, and to be like you. 
Jesus, you won. And now we're forever marked. And our, 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 our voices, we cry out today and we shout out glory, glory as we sing together, thanking you for what you've done. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.